Awesome. Good morning, everybody. You could do, come on, a little bit more energy than that. Good morning, man. What a great day in the presence of God. I love to finish out 2023 in worship and in God's presence. There is no other place I'd rather be than right here in his presence with my church family, serving together, celebrating God, celebrating his presence. There is not going to be any political, institutional, educational, philosophical hope for the world in 2024 other than the kingdom of God, other than the gospel of Jesus Christ. Come on. And so when we come to church on Sunday morning, we're, we're engaging in spiritual warfare. We're engaging in a prophetic picture of Christ's kingdom coming together. doesn't matter what side of the railroad tracks you grew up on. doesn't matter what color you are. doesn't matter what's in your bank account or what's not in your bank account. We are united by the blood of Jesus. Come on. We're united with one hope, one purpose, one mission, one church. Amen. And today is an exciting day because we're going to uh, look back and look ahead. We're going to look back at the amazing things God has done in and through us here at Joy Church. You guys, I want to just uh, do what I do behind your backs constantly. Do you know I talk about you, Bethany and I both, we talk about you guys behind your backs constantly in a very positive way though. Uh, we, 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 we praise you and we brag about you and we uh, delight in you behind your back. How many of you know that's a good strategy for life if you brag about people behind their backs instead of talking about them negatively behind their backs, right? Um, we are so just blessed and encouraged to be part of this church family. Um, this is an incredible church. You guys are generous. You're, you, you love Jesus. You're worshipers. You're beautiful. Uh, you're good looking. You smell nice. I mean, there's just nothing bad to say about you. This is an awesome church, and I'm excited about everything God has done in this last year. And today's going to be a celebration of that, but also a celebration of looking forward and looking ahead into what God's going to do in and through us next year. How many of you know that there's, there's no such thing as camping out in the kingdom of God? We, we are on a journey. And so you might have liked 2023, and there's a scripture that says, this too shall pass. So I'm sorry, but 2024 is coming, and it might have some new challenges and new mountains, right? You might have really disliked 2023. Good news, this too shall pass. Because God is leading us on a journey as a church, amen, and in our own lives. So we're going to look forward in vision and faith and expectation to some things God is going to do in and through us next year. Uh, but as we jump in, I wanted to read this verse. Hebrews chapter 10 says, Let us think of ways to motivate one another to acts of love and good works. It's our job as the body of Christ, as the church, to get under each other's skin in a healthy way and go, Hey, I want to motivate you. I want to provoke you into doing some good acts of love and, and good works. And the next verse says, and do not, don't get in the habit of like some people forsaking the assembly. A lot of people want to deconstruct the church and abandon the church and go find their own private spirituality. What I found about people deconstructing is after they deconstruct their faith, they tend to deconstruct their marriage, their children, and most of the good things in their life until they're ended up with a bunch of Legos standing around, you know, sitting around and, and uh, nothing really secure. And I've decided to go ahead and trust Jesus and be part of the bride of Christ and build my life in the assembly of believers. Come on. Not because we're perfect, but because this is where God's plan is taking place. And uh, I don't find myself to be perfect, so I'm not expecting you to be perfect either. But I believe in a perfect God that's called us together in perfect purposes to do incredible things in the world. So we're motivating each other uh, to do acts of love and good service. And, and I believe uh, that today is going to be motivating uh, uh, here as we talk about what we've done this year and what we're going to do next year. So Real quick, our mission at Joy Church, should you choose to accept it uh, or not, because we're gonna, some of us are going to do it anyways, right? But you're invited to the party, is to love God, love people, and make disciples. 
people are always like, what's our fresh new vision for this new year? It's actually the same vision, and I'm just as excited about it as the day that we started the church with 20 people in our living room. Love God, love people, make disciples. Because man, when I drink of the presence of God and I'm growing in my relationship with him, I'm excited. My soul's rejuvenated. There's something beautiful about being in love with Jesus. I just plan on loving God at a deeper level in 2024. How about you? And loving people is no less challenging than it was when I first became a Christian at four years old. Come on, it still cost me something to be a Christian, right? Where do we come to this like level of Christianity in the United States where it was consumer level? Because I don't see that in the Bible. Like in the Bible, what I see is that, that Christianity, real faith actually costs us something. But when we love people, we, we begin to walk in the words of Jesus when he said, if you give your life, you lay your life down for my sake, you're gonna find it. So there's something beautiful about living a missional life and loving people and then making disciples. Come on, this is the great commission. Jesus said, go into all the world and make disciples, teaching these disciples to obey all that I've commanded you. I'm excited about that mission and vision of what we, how we did it this last year, and I'm excited about it in 2024. But before we talk about what's coming up next, let's talk about where we've been. Yep, well, let's look back at all the things that God has done in this last year. This last year, we launched our new eight-week next track, which was awesome. Um, we, when we first were talking about changing our next track from four weeks to eight weeks, we wondered if anyone would ever go through it. Eight weeks long, can anyone make it? But 135 people graduated from next track this last year, which is so awesome. That means 135 new members of the church were added. If you guys uh, went through Next Track this year, raise your hand. Good job. That's awesome. Amazing. And if you haven't done Next Track yet, you, you don't know about it, or maybe this, this last one was so full you couldn't get in, it's starting next Sunday. So you can still get in, you can register online, and you can join Next Track. It's really our first way of, of getting into the church, finding out what you believe. What does a Christian really believe? What is it all about? How do I walk out this Christian faith? And it's an incredible time. So I really encourage you, if you haven't done that yet, or maybe you missed too many weeks last year and they said, I'm sorry, you have to redo it. Jump back in in January and graduate from Next Track. That's awesome. A really exciting thing is we baptized 61 people last year. So cool. 61 people were baptized. That was, that's their, your, you know, after you give your life to Jesus, that's your first public confession saying, um, my, this is my symbol that I'm, I'm dying to my old ways and I'm living now for Jesus. Really awesome. Come on. And if you haven't been water baptized, that's the first step of obedience. So for you, 2024, that's like, get me baptized in 2024. Come on. We'll get you in the water. We'll take you down to the McKinsey. Or you can come and take, get baptized in a heated tub here at the church. How's that sound? We're still Americans, come on, we love Jesus and we're not consumers, but we don't wanna be getting baptized in the McKinsey River in January, unless you're like crazy. But it doesn't do anything extra for you, just in case you're wondering. Uh, we had 469 welcome home cards turned in this year, which represents 469 individuals, or that could be even families represented, that visited Joy Church in 2023. So really exciting. And this Easter uh, Sunday that we, that we had in 2023 was our largest uh, individual Sunday service ever. We had 1,500, over 1,500 people came to church on Easter Sunday here at Joy Church, which is exciting. <laughs> Praise God. Uh, go ahead. 
we hosted our first ever atmosphere conference. That was our Joy Churches conference where all the Joy Churches came together. That was a really wonderful time. Raise your hand if you got to come to some of the atmosphere conference or the whole atmosphere conference. It was a packed weekend. We had six Joy Churches represented. represented? Whoa. Okay. Too much Christmas cheese, I think. All right. Represented. And it was, a, it was a wonderful weekend. We also recorded our first ever Joy Church live worship album. And you guys are like, where is it? Well, it's coming. It's still coming. It's one thing to record it. And the next move is to produce it. Yes, mix it. Yeah, it's coming. Don't worry. All right. At the, at the end of the summer, we served at Shasta Middle School. Shasta Middle School is a middle school that we partner with for all sorts of things. This is part of our ongoing partnership with them. We also provide backpacks full of supplies at, to the school. We provide Thanksgiving boxes. 95 people came to beautify the school, um, which is so cool. We get the school all nice and looking good right before the students come back and mess it up. No, no, start using it. Start using the school. And it's such a wonderful, fun time. And so 95 of you guys came out for that day where we served that school. So cool. And uh, you'll be seeing pictures of this year uh, behind us. We don't know what's being shown because we can't see it. So if something's good and you want to cheer, just do it. And then we'll feel encouraged that you're cheering (laughs) about something we're saying. Uh, One of the things that I want to invite you into in 2024, and I'm jumping ahead, uh, real quick, is to, to jump in and be a contributor, not just a consumer, because church is way more fun when you're, when you're part of the family, and you're not just receiving, but you're giving. And so 2024, for, for many of us, we're all going to take another step with Jesus, but if you've never been a part of serving at Shasta, or you've never been a part of joining the Dream Team, or any of that kind of stuff, I want to invite you this year to go, Jesus, uh, take me to my next step, and, and start jumping in and serving. It's going to change your life. My, my vision, hope, goal is that we will have so many people that show up for Shasta that the school says, this is too many people. And so they'll, we'll have to adopt another school. Yes, that's good. And then good. another school, another Come school. Come on. Yeah. So shall it be written, so shall it be done. Uh, this fall in October, Joy Church Eugene, we planted Joy Church Salem. Yes, and uh, sent Pastor Thomas and Melissa, uh, Pastor Thomas and Melissa West. They're doing an incredible job leading the church. Uh, launch day, Bethany and I were there. The Blotneys were there. Some of us from, from Joy Eugene were there, and they had over 200 people on the first week. This is the very first Sunday, and the church has been averaging about 155 every Sunday since then. And so it's a tremendous, miraculous, incredible Uh, There was not a Joy Church in Salem, and in 2023, it started, and now there is one. And uh, if you know anything about the Joy Church tribe, like, we just got that dog in us. Or let me say it this way. We got that duck in us. Like, (laughs) we're just built different. Like, when we show up in a city, you know, we're we're there to stay, because we're there to serve that city, to love that city, to pour in, to make disciples. Come on, somebody. I'm excited about it. You don't have to be excited, but I'm excited about it, and so... Salem is going to be transformed in the same way that Eugene's being transformed, that Medford's being transformed, that Wheaton's being transformed, that Lagos, Nigeria is being transformed, that La Paz, Mexico is being transformed. Because when disciples of Jesus show up and say, hey, I'm going to just, Lord, I'm going to invest and put myself here. Use me, Lord. Good things are happening. So praise God. And you guys, I want you to understand that when you walk through the pearly gates 
and the Lord says to you, well done, some of your inheritance and fruit in heaven is this church that you planted through your generosity, through your prayer, through you releasing people from, from here to go. And so that's, that's something that we did together. Amen? Incredible. Awesome. Uh, in the fall of 2023, we completed the indoor playground. Woo! Yes. And uh, this is exciting. Um, We're going to have a sign on it. It says, you know, zero children have been injured or... yeah. I don't know. It's not really true, though, but... Well, we'll have to, you know, keep blocking it out, make a new one, you know. Every week, our kids are like, oh, my head. I'm like, what happened? <laughs> oh, I was going down the slide too fast. I'm like, ah, you're good. How many of you know that's what childhood's all about, right? I still have injuries from childhood, scars and things from climbing trees. We don't, that's why we have a waiver on the playground, <laughs> and it's safe. Just scrub that from the record. Anyways, <clears throat> it's really exciting because... The playground is not just something cool for us to enjoy, but it's actually a gift from God that it was also the uh, realization of a heavenly vision. You know, if you remember, uh, we have this on video. It's pretty crazy. Back in, I think it was 2018, Christmas, around Christmas 2018 or 2019. I don't remember the exact uh, year. I think it was 2018. If you remember at the movie theater, I said, hey, we're gonna, we believe the Lord's leading us to get a building. We don't know where it is. We don't know what it is. We don't have the money for it, but we have this word from the Lord and we're believing for a building in the middle of town that's very visible where everybody can see. Not, it's not a church somewhere on a hill somewhere where you know you have to drive 25 minutes to get to it or whatever, but like right in the middle of the city and it will have high enough ceilings to have a beautiful church and sanctuary, but also for an indoor playground. And very soon after that, we were driving by this building and we saw the for sale sign and we were, God opened the door, and that, that playground now exists, which was just starting in faith and vision and hearing the word of the Lord, and now it's here. And it's not just to make church more fun for the kids that are for our kids on Sundays, it's to open it up for the community to be a place where people that maybe wouldn't darken the doors of a church will come and, and be in there and feel the love of God, yeah. right? Because I think, yes, I believe that... <clears throat> If, if we're called Joy Church, we better, we better be joyful. Come on, we better be filled with the Spirit of the Lord and be joyful. Yeah. Doesn't mean bad things and circumstances don't happen, but we can't be a bunch of like somber, bless God, you know, and like all bummed out all the time. We need to be filled with joy. And I think that church should be the most incredible, wonderful, heavenly place for kids to come and just feel God's love in a tangible way. And I think when you see kids walking in and their faces light up, seeing that playground, it's pretty awesome to see. And so we're excited. Uh, uh, we'll, we'll share in the looking forward things, some of the, the vision for that playground, but we're celebrating that we completed that this year. Our Joy Kids has grown exponentially this year. I don't know if you guys have noticed how many little kids are all over, all over the place. We opened a new classroom for the kinder and first graders, and we outgrew every classroom we currently have in this last year. It, which is absolutely amazing. I remember uh, Pastor Becca coming to us and saying, I just didn't expect we would fill these rooms so quickly. <laughs> um, but it's such a wonderful thing. Pastor Becca leads a team of 98 teachers. If you're on that team, raise your hand. We want to applaud you. Thank you, teachers. You guys are awesome. There's 10 students. 
student leaders, and they have an average of 200 kids in classes every week. So incredibly Ooh. awesome. It's so awesome, our Joy Kids, because this isn't um, babysitting. This isn't childcare. This is literally kids going to church. They're hearing about Jesus. They're hearing about the, the love of Jesus. They're hearing the Bible stories. They're worshiping. Um, we have one child who likes to... Um, they go to multiple services, so it's understandable, but they like to come out in the middle of one service. And so one week I had said, hey, you can't come out this week because um, I was speaking. So I was like, you can't come out this week. I'm, I won't be able to come get you. And, they, and I said, so if you don't want to be in class, you need to be with me from the very beginning. And they said, oh, I don't want to miss worship. It's so cool to hear that the kids, they don't want to miss worship. They don't want to miss um, certain things. So it's, it's just awesome. They're doing an excellent job over there in Joy Kids. Awesome. Praise God. And uh, Joy students, our youth, young adults, well, youth uh, for Joy students had over 120 students at Wild. And uh, that doesn't mean they're out in the wild. They were actually gathered at an event called Wild, which was Wild, I suppose. Yes. Kayla's saying, yes, it was, uh, which was an evangelistic night of worship and, and hearing the gospel. Most of the youth small groups have also doubled in size this year. And students have been growing closer in their relationships together, but centered around their, their relationship with the Lord. So really amazing. And I just want to thank Pastor Kyle and Kayla. They do a phenomenal job. Bethany and I have a 12-year-old and, you know, she's awesome. And uh, yeah, give them a round of applause. Yeah. <laughs> And uh, just, just watching the influence on Evie from, from uh, Kayla specifically, but also Kyle, has just been tremendous. And so uh, we trust our student with these guys. There is not a better leader that I would want pouring into our, our kids. So if that gives you any, uh, any like stamp of approval, I just want to encourage you, if you have uh, teens, youth, don't have them go to youth group because they prefer it or because it's fun or because there's pizza. That is the losing strategy to develop a heart for the house of God. Tell your students to go there because there is a God, he's real, and you're gonna go there to learn about him and learn how to walk with him with other people that are walking with him and have good people pouring into you instead of a bunch of nonsense that you get the other 99% of the time in culture. Like if you have some world-class leaders that want to mentor and speak into your kids, like be smart and make your kids go to that place. Hello. Well, my child would just prefer to sit on Netflix and turn into a moron. Yes, but you can also parent them because I believe that what God would have us do with our students, with our children, is that they are arrows in the hand of a warrior. And we got a lot of bent arrows being shot out into the world. Stop it. When it's time to be at church, we're at church. And listen, dad, mom, if you're not passionate about Christ, you're not going to send straight arrows into the world. Your children are going to run the track that you set in Jesus' name. Come on. There's, my kids don't out-worship Bethany and I. They do not out-pray us. They do not out-pursue Jesus uh, from us. So it's easy for us to be like, you're going to go to youth on Wednesday night. And they're excited about it because there's a track that mom and dad are running in. I'm not preaching today. I'm just talking. We're just sharing notes. So you might feel like he's preaching. I'm not preaching. I'm just, I'm just sharing what God's done. Yeah. Amen. As you guys know, missions is a big part of the heart of Joy Church. We, that video that we showed um, right in the very beginning, that just showed some of the missionaries or some of the mission fields that we supported over this last year. We believe in tithing individually, but we also believe in tithing corporately. So Joy Church gives, put, puts, gives away out of the four walls of this building 10% of all of the tithes and offerings that come in. And 2% of that, go, of that goes back into a Joy Church 
Planting Fund. So that's what helped Joy Church Salem plant, Joy Church Salem. And then the other 8% goes straight into different missions uh, globally and locally. And that is just an incredible thing. Like you guys heard from Pastor Joel Stockstill, that's our surge, where he was saying they're planting a church every hour which is absolutely incredible. Next year, their goal is they'll be planting churches every second. Minute. Minute. Oh, sorry. Whoa, way too fast. Too soon. Too much. Every, but every single minute, which is, you know, mind-boggling. I don't know if that's mind-boggling for you, but it is for me. That's absolutely incredible. When we give them money, we end up getting um, letters from the churches, from the pastors who have those churches that we started around the world and they're just giving updates of how those churches are going which is just so incredible and so it's just an awesome part that's something that you guys are doing every time every month that you give to joy church you're not only supporting what's happening here but you're doing amazing things around the world this year we gave two hundred and eighty four thousand one hundred and fifty seven dollars to missions and church planting That's, that's absolutely incredible. And we want to give more this year, right? Or this next year in 2024. One of the things that we're going to be looking at with Surge and partnering with them is uh, becoming a, uh, one of the lead team members uh, with Surge. The vision of Surge is really incredible. I had an opportunity uh, to go with Jack down to Texas a couple weeks ago. And on the Monday that we were there, we were at a Surge meeting and they were sharing this vision. And if it sounds like crazy, how could they plan a church every minute? What's happening is there's, Apostolic networks where they, they've raised up leaders and they have training centers uh, predominantly in the third world. Uh, and and they're, they're raising up church planters and they'll go and walk literally to a village, plant a church, uh, and then maybe walk five minutes or 10 minutes down the trail or whatever and plant another one in another village. So like the, the, the letters that Bethany was mentioning last year, we'd get a note. Um, I think our church, Joy Church, just the funds that we gave to Surge, we had like six or eight churches planted in Cuba and then another six or eight planted in the Philippines. And literally these churches are going to places where they're either unreached or very, or very lightly reached. And they'll plant a church and have like 40, 50 people in these churches. They call them rabbit churches because the idea is they reproduce so fast. And a lot of these rabbit churches will then have another church come out, you know, plant another church really, really quickly. And so it's just absolutely tremendous um, to be a part of that and exciting to be part of reaching the world for Christ. One of the things that we do with our mission strategy is that we don't just give money uh, just you know, out of the goodness of our heart or just willy-nilly, but we're very strategic in identifying partnerships where it's very fruitful, uh, local life-giving churches and organizations that we believe have st- a strategic approach to spreading the gospel and making an impact because the kingdom of God is a kingdom. We are trying to take ground from the other kingdom, the kingdom of darkness. So being a Christian, you got to understand, is about being on the winning team. We're not trying to be like Florida State. We're trying to be Georgia and win like 63 to 3. Come on. We're trying to be Oregon tomorrow when they defeat Liberty in Jesus' name. And I'm just speaking that prophetically. But, but in all seriousness, um, we're strategic in our, our missions and church planting, believing that God is going to use us and our resources to take ground for the kingdom of God. Yeah, so... Uh, looking ahead into 2024, uh, I'm just, I'm passionate and excited to see how we can continue to love God, love people, and make disciples. You know, one of the things that, that we're seeing through what God is doing in our church uh, is that we're winning. We're making a difference. We're making an impact in our city. But I, I'm not, uh, Bethany and I, our elders, the staff, and I believe you, we're not sitting here celebrating going, job's done. 
uh, mission accomplished. Um, man, until Eugene and Springfield is uh, completely changed and transformed by the gospel, where not just a lot of people go to church, but a lot of people literally are going to heaven and a lot of people's lives are transformed and the kingdom of heaven is showing up here where there's a marked decrease in homelessness, drug addiction, uh, divorce, abuse, all these kinds of things. I'm not, we're not satisfied to just get a, a large group of people in a building. We want to see the kingdom of God established in this geographical area so that people would look from around the world and go, how is that even possible that that entire region is changed? This is what happened in the New Testament. They said, those that have turned the world upside down have come here too. There was a, there was a uh, provoking move of God at every level of society. Not just a religious move of God. There was a social move of God. There was a civic move of God. There was a spiritual move of God. And it transformed empires and nations and cities. Come on, that's what we need to see in our generation. Amen? And so as we look ahead in 2024, we're believing God that he'll use us at a higher level, a deeper level to love God, love people, make disciples. We get this, as we talk about loving God, this comes right out of Matthew chapter 22. And we're going to go quick because we got to move, move quick, uh, finish on time. But Jesus was asked what the great commandment was. And he said, you must love the Lord, your God, with all your heart, soul, mind, and strength. That's the first and greatest commandment. The second is like it, that we love our neighbor as ourself. So that's where we get this love God and uh, love people. Uh, as, as part of this, uh, we're, we're, uh, we want to make sure that we're, we're growing as disciples and deepening our relationship and our pursuit of God in 2024. So we're going to share how some of the ways we're going to do that. Uh, we're launching a church-wide Bible reading plan this January. So our hope, our goal is that all of us as a church are going to be reading through the Bible together on this Bible reading plan. You can access this plan through the YouVersion app. So I know this is a lot of steps here, okay? Uh, the YouVersion app, you can get that on your phone if you have a smartphone. Um, and you can get that and then you can find this More Jesus Daily Reading Plan. You can also you know, scan the QR code right there. If you do not have a phone or you don't want to do Bible reading on your phone, that's absolutely okay. We have the Bible reading plan, the printed version available for everybody out at the next table. So you can take the real hard copy version. And um, this has, this little one sheet has the entire year's Bible reading inside of it. Bible reading is something that is a strong value for both Jake and I. I think we've read through our Bible once a year, at least for over 20 years, at least. And that's just something that's part of who we are. It's something that we always do. Um, as our children are now getting older and they're getting into reading their Bibles, they're saying things like, so you just read it again? <laughs> yes, we just read it again. When we finish it, we just read it again. We go right back and we do it again. Um, this is just such a fundamental part of our relationship with God. It is His, it is His inspired word to us. And so it is how we get to know Him. We get to know who He is. And we do that by reading every single day. And so we really wanna encourage everybody to grab a Bible reading plan, find it on the app, whatever. Tomorrow morning, when you wake up at 6 a.m. ready to do all your New Year's resolutions, I'm just kidding, or oh, whatever you're doing, but make this part of it that you are going to read your Bible every day. And if you fall behind, as we all might, the goal is just start where we are. Don't try to catch up. You know, this might sound totally blasphemous to some of you. 
like Jake. But don't try to catch up. Just just start where we are. Don't get overwhelmed. You know, you have a bad week or you go on vacation or or whatever and you, you get really far behind. You get out of the habit. Just start on the date that we're all on and just get right back into it because it's, it's not really about trying to prove something. It's not about, um, you know, being able to have a banner at the end of the year. No, it's about you growing in your relationship with Jesus. It's about you spending time every single morning and saying, God, I am here. I want to know you. I want to meet with you. This is the priority of my life. And so that's how we do it. One of the ways that we do it is by reading our Bible. Another thing that we have at the next table for you is some questions. So uh, if you would also like the question every single day, I think in the app, there are questions for you. And so if you don't want to miss out on that, you can grab the questions out at the next table so that you also have those. These questions, um, we're going to be putting these out every month because if we put out the whole year's worth, it would be too big of a book. But we'll have these available for you. So as soon as you run out, don't worry. There'll be another one available for you at the next table. But I really encourage you, if you're going to do one thing in the new year, one resolution that you want to have, let's do this together. Let's read our Bibles. Let's read through the Bible this year. It's going to be awesome. Awesome. Yes. Awesome. Awesome. And uh, we're also going to have a church-wide prayer and fasting in January. And we're gonna have some new prayer times on Sunday mornings. We'll talk about that in just a second under this part about loving people. As we move forward into 2024, we've been announcing it, but we're moving to three services. So this is the last nine and 11 uh, service. Give yourself a round of applause. You're part of that. Um, But we're excited about these three services happening in January. And uh, the purpose of this is, is to see more people find and follow Jesus. That's it to give more opportunities for us to serve and to use our gifts and to lead. And I just wanna encourage you again, you know, being in the church, the, the worst way to go to church, like you will get the least, let the least out of it is to come to church as a consumer. Um, I don't prefer church as my favorite activity. I am part of the church because this is where life is at. This is where community's at. And so church is not meant to be a spectator sport. It's a, it's a participating activity. Right, And so as we go to three services, one of the cool opportunities that's opening up is more opportunities to serve, more opportunities for people to speak, more opportunities for people to lead, more opportunities for people to to use their gift in serving in worship, to serve in, in kids ministry, to serve in all kinds of things. And so it's exciting as we go to that next week. Uh, it's 8.15, 10 o'clock and 11.45, three services starting in January. And what I wanna encourage us to do is to grab hold of a, of a service. This is going to be a new uh, mindset for, for a lot of us because we're used to kind of being a church where um, maybe it feels like you know everybody, even though right now that's not even possible with the amount of people that go here, but it might feel like that a little bit. And what I want to invite us all to do is to grab hold of one of those services and kind of make that our church because as God grows us and we reach more people, eventually there's going to be more than three. And we're not expecting everybody to go to like a bunch of church services. I want you to come to church and go to one service with your hair on fire where you're receiving, go to the other one with your hair on fire to serve and pour in, and then go out and be a Christ follower and a disciple maker the rest of the week. Amen? Uh, So we're not just trying to create people that just live at church. Uh, The idea is though, is that we're making room for more people to come and find and follow Jesus. So grab hold of one of those services and kind of like plant your flag and make that your place to serve and and attend and be a part. Um, As we... uh, 
I'm going to skip the playground thing. We'll talk about that. What do you think? Just for time's sake. Okay. We have some incredible, exciting plans for the playground this year, and we'll be uh, announcing those later. All right. The last part of this, as we look forward, is about making disciples. And uh, one of the things that uh, we want to highlight is our joy groups. Joy groups have been incredible this past year. Pastor Mark and Lori Harpam uh, took over leading those, and they're doing a great job with that. We had our largest week of uh, people in groups, 250 people in groups, and we've got new leaders stepping up. But as we look forward into 2024, I want to just highlight joy groups as as one of the primary ways that we can step forward in our, our leadership. And one of the ways that we can step forward in making disciples is to take a step into this into joy groups and either join groups if you haven't been a part, or if you are a part, become an apprentice or become a host where you open up your home or a space that you have to, to have a group uh, or to become a joy group leader. And so I just wanna encourage you to seek the Lord and just say, God, how can I engage in this ministry of disciple making, which is the job of every Christian. It's not like there's a, a, a category of Christian in the New Testament that doesn't make disciples. And so whether you've been a Christian for 20 years or 20 minutes, uh, your job is to make disciples, to go into all the world. And so this is a vehicle that we use at Joy Church to uh, facilitate this, to make disciples. There's something about, there's something magical, I think, about getting together around some good food and just helping people walk with Jesus. That's how disciples are made. That's how Jesus did it. That's how we do it. And so we're excited about that moving forward. Uh, We're also excited about the next Atmosphere Conference that's coming up um, this uh, summer. It's not going to be here at Joy Church. We hosted it here in Eugene last summer. This next one is going to be hosted down in Medford, Oregon. And so we want you guys to save the date. It's June 21st and 22nd. It's going to be a really incredible time. It's a time to to get to know all the, the other churches and to just be together, everybody on mission. It's a really great time to hear from other people and to be able to just grow in our relationship with God, grow in what God is doing all over Oregon, but also all over other places where there are Joy Church so we want everybody to mark your calendars because that will be, you know, we have to all drive or fly, I guess, if you're really cool. Three hours south down to Medford, and it's going to be a really great time. So I encourage you guys to make sure that you, you make it for that. Yeah, awesome. Well, we're kind of running out of time, so we'll, we'll maybe cast some more vision in, in January and, and share some things that God's doing uh, in the church this next year. But as we get ready to finish up today, I wanted to read this verse. I feel like the Lord put it in my heart, and then Bethany's going to read something else. Um, Philippians chapter one says, I am certain that God who began the good work within you will continue his work until it is finally finished on the day when Christ Jesus returns. I'm grateful that my faith is rooted in the faithfulness of Christ to complete what he started, not my faithfulness or my capacity or ability. Anybody else excited about that? So however 2023 went, whether you were like flying high or whether you were slinking low, or some mix in between. He is faithful. God, who began that good work, he's going to continue his work until it is finally finished on the day when Christ returns. And so I'm excited about 2024 because it's a new year, it's a new day, it's a new a new uh, time to let the faithfulness of God work in my life afresh and anew. And we're all invited into that in Jesus' name. Yeah, I'm gonna read you guys this poem. It says, a new leaf. He came to my desk with a quivering lip, The lesson was done. Dear teacher, I want a new leaf, he said. I have spoiled this one. I took the old leaf stained and blotted and gave him a new one, all unspotted, and into his sad eyes smiled. Do better now, my child. 
I went to the throne with a quivering soul. The old year was done. Dear Father, hast thou a new leaf for me? I have spoiled this one. He took the old leaf, stained and blotted, and gave me a new one, all unspotted, and into my sad heart smiled. Do better now, my child. You know, however your last year went, or maybe years and years have gone, it's easy when we get to a new year to think, oh, I can change everything, I can do better, I can, you know, somehow have resolutions that make my, me a different person. But the truth is we are who we are. And it's this, at this time of year, it's actually a beautiful thing to say, Jesus, man, whatever mistakes I made, whatever the things that I did wrong in this last year, thank you for giving me a new leaf. Thank you, God, that I can trade in those things that I've done wrong and say, Jesus, I've spoiled this one. Will you give me another try? Will you give me another go? The Bible says that his mercies are new every morning. That's such a beautiful promise for every single one of us that we don't have to wait until January 1st to have new mercies. We have new mercies every single morning that we wake up in the new mercies of God saying, God, maybe I messed up yesterday, but today is a new day that I get to live with you, that I get to live for you. Yeah, so good. This morning as, as I was praying and I was just uh, spending some time in the presence of the Lord, uh, selfishly listening to the new Joy Church worship album without sharing it with anyone else. Yes, copies do exist and it's being worked on. Sorry, I just throw that out there. But I was listening to some of the worship and, and I just was reading the scriptures and uh, I felt something, you know, a, a thought came to me that we, we can't respond to Jesus in the past and we also can't respond to Jesus in the future. You can only respond to him now. You think about this, you go, well, I plan to be a Christian in 20 years, great. But the only thing you can actually have any agency over is what you do in this moment. And so I don't know about you, but I kind of have some regrets of the last year of like, man, I wish I wouldn't have done that. I wish I wouldn't have said that. But I can't go back and respond to Jesus then. What I can do is I can say today, I need to listen to the words of that poem and, and ask the teacher for a new, a new leaf, right? Like right now we get to respond. So as we close out the year, if you just bow your head and close your eyes, just ask right now that you would begin to lift up your good, your bad, uh, the ugly, the beautiful, the things you thought you did the best, the things you thought you did the worst. And right now we're just gonna give them to the Lord. Jesus, we respond to you right now in this present moment and we thank you for a wonderful year that's gone by. You have been perfect and faithful. Lord, even if we haven't been faithful, you were faithful every day. You never left us or forsook us. You were with us, sticking with us, a friend closer than a brother. Lord, I thank you for your your presence in our life. And Lord, we, we, go, we go back in our minds and we, we worship and we, we thank you for your faithfulness. But Lord, we can't, we can't worship you then. We can just worship you now. Lord, we don't think about tomorrow. We think about today and we say, thank you for who you are, what you're doing. Lord, we give you our lives. I pray that even right now in this moment, Lord, we'd offer ourselves as an offering and say, Lord, I give you my life. All that I am, all that I have, I worship you, I honor you, I give you my life. We respond to your grace, your mercy, your presence right now. And I pray a blessing on your people today, God. I pray that, Lord, there would be a sense of your presence even as we go from church today. Lord, a sense of your nearness, that you're always with us. You're always around us and in us. You've given us your Holy Spirit and you've given us a place in your family and you've given us a place in the mission of the kingdom of heaven to see earth begin to look like you being in control and your rule and your reign effectively happening around us. Lord, I pray that as we move forward into 2024, that we would 
pursue you with passion, worship with abandon, pray with fervency, God, and that, Lord, we would continue to see your work and your will done in and through us at Joy Church. In Jesus' name, amen. Real quick, if you're here today, go ahead and keep your head bowed and your eyes closed, and you don't have a relationship with Jesus Christ, I wanna make this opportunity uh, for you to, to make that decision to follow Jesus. There's the kingdom of darkness, and all of us have been a part of that kingdom, but we're invited through the work of Jesus Christ at the cross to become citizens of the kingdom of heaven and to be part of God's family and God's plan on planet earth, to stop being part of the problem and start being part of the solution. And Jesus wants to, to begin to do a resurrection work inside of you that then spreads to your friends, your family, your workplace, your school, all around you. You begin to be an ambassador of the kingdom of heaven, but it starts with an act of humility to say, I need to repent of my sins. I need to give myself to Jesus Christ and pledge myself to him. And so if that's you today and you say, I wanna join God's family, I, I wanna give my life to Jesus, would you raise your hand so I can see, just lift it up. I'm not gonna call you out or embarrass you. Thank you, thank you, awesome. Anybody else here today? Awesome. I wanna give my life to Jesus, Pastor Jake. Awesome, thank you. Thank you. Awesome. Okay, we're going to pray this prayer together and then we'll give you a next step to take in just a few moments. Let's all pray this together. Dear Jesus, thank you for the cross where you gave your life for me and made a way for me to be right with God. I give you my life. I receive you as my Lord and my Savior. Thank you for your grace and mercy. I give you my life today in Jesus' name. Amen.